Welcome to another Bitcoin and Beyond podcast. I'm Ben Kassner. This podcast is powered by AAX, the first exchange to make the switch to the Satoshi standard to drive the adoption of Bitcoin. Don't forget to follow us here, as well as across all our social media, and be part of the conversation. Okay, so as we all know, Bitcoin dominance is still below 50%. And, you know, whenever that happens, there's kind of a tense situation in the space. But I guess this time around, compared to like 2017, there's a real sense that altcoins are actually here to stay. And so we can see that some altcoins or some protocols are presented as being superior to Bitcoin, whereas in other cases, uh, marketers are trying to sell their coin as a kind of new Bitcoin, as if you bought Bitcoin 10 years ago. So while that is very attractive, you know, things are not all that simple and opinions are very divided. So in this video, I just want to present a few thoughts that I believe that long-term investors, more so than speculators or day traders, um, you know, might find useful. When we look at Bitcoin's potency and its uh, very attractive risk-to-award ratio, especially at this early stage of adoption, it's not strange at all that we've also seen the creation of thousands and thousands of cryptocurrencies, um, each trying to take market share away from Bitcoin or trying to create a new niche, right? I think it's important to remember uh, though that the points of contention between altcoins and Bitcoin have changed over time as the market has evolved. So in the beginning, we saw projects that were basically direct copies of Bitcoin. So think of Litecoin, think of Dash, think of Bitcoin Cash, uh, what is it, Bitcoin SV, and also your beloved Dogecoin, right? These are all copies of, of the Bitcoin code. And then there's some adjustments around block size or confirmation time or rate of issuance or anything like that. Then when Ethereum came up and, you know, uh, with smart contract functionality, a whole world of possibilities basically opened up and we saw explosive and rapid growth around utility tokens, non-fungible tokens, stable coins and whatnot, and, and also meme coins. But it's not just new tokens, right? There's also a battle at the level of kind of system architecture. So different protocols have different ways of securing the network or safeguarding kind of the transa transactional record on the blockchain. And in addition to that, if we look at DeFi and just kind of the, the, the space, we can see an unprecedented democratization of financial capability. We can see increased access to what is otherwise a very opaque world of money. So just think of it like DeFi platforms. They allow anyone to just come online and trade, lend, borrow, or even stake assets and earn up to 500% APR or even more. So in such an environment, which is really dynamic with so many options, you know, there are some people who believe that Bitcoin is either outdated or bound to become redundant. There are some who regard Bitcoin as an outdated iteration of blockchain technology, now far surpassed by all these new shiny protocols. Whereas others believe Bitcoin is the ultimate store of value and is the final reserve currency where all, all positions eventually get settled, right? So the former, they're more in favor of diversification, whereas the latter, they call for kind of discipline, consistency, and focus. So in this context, I think it's good to remember that Bitcoin wasn't just followed, it was also preceded by a bunch of digital currencies like Hashcash and uh, Bitgold. But the reason why you know, they failed and why Bitcoin succeeded is very simply because of Bitcoin's truly decentralized nature. The fact that it has eliminated all counterparty risk and does not have a single point of failure. 
So I believe people at this moment are underestimating the importance of, of uh, decentralization. So let's just remind ourselves. In a centralized setup, users of a currency basically have to trust someone else or some entity to manage the money supply, to make sure that there's no double spending, uh, and to make sure that there's proper collateralization. Uh, while that may be fine in the beginning, you know, as an asset grows, there's more and more risk, right? So the way I think about it is that um, kind of the growth of an asset itself carries the inherent risk against its own survival. And that can come in the form of greed or corruption or external pressure uh, or just plain evil, right? Some people are evil or some people at least are tempted to do evil acts when, you know, when, uh, when things become difficult. So I think if we, if we look at it like that, and we also recognize that at this particular moment, Bitcoin, uh, cryptocurrency, I mean, these are hardly under pressure. If anything, loss of purchasing power and inflation, all of these things are helping, are helping the market, helping the market go up. But what happens when a prohibition is put in place? Or what happens when there is a high level attack? Or what happens when crypto is declared a threat to national security? So I think the idea of Bitcoin going to zero is ridiculous. I also think it's unrealistic and not really worth talking about. What could happen maybe is that other lucrative opportunities, you know, distract the, the investment community. Uh, what could also happen is that the kind of social economic conditions that typically drive Bitcoin's growth maybe uh, become less extreme. So, you know, this could happen and perhaps Bitcoin could slide into a relative, maybe temporary obscurity. So it would, still, it would still be there, it would still be operating, uh, the price would be kind of unremarkable, we wouldn't see much volatility, and there will definitely be some diehard maximalists, but apart from that, perhaps, you know, Satoshi's vision uh, would be thrown in the bin, along with other good ideas, right? Like, like Esperanto. Esperanto was a good idea. Such an outcome, however, I think is, is not very likely, especially if we consider that most of the altcoins are driven by the same sentiments and the same kind of principles that drive Bitcoin. Yeah, so against this argument, we have uh, Dan Held and his article on the kind of mass extinction of altcoins. Hi everyone, today I'm gonna to talk about the crypto mass extinction event. How in the future, there might be a moment where there could be a ton of coins that die. And that moment is called the great filter event. And it actually has to do with a terminology used in science fiction and thinking about how alien species, uh, like why, why we don't see Star Wars-esque alien species cruising around the universe. So there's a hypothesis that there's a great filter event. The great filter event would be an event like nuclear weapons that just, and maybe nuclear weapons 99.9% .9 of the time destroy the civilization. You know, with human civilization, we don't know if that moment is behind us or in front of us. Are nuclear weapons that moment and we've passed through it? Or is it something coming up like antimatter or some crazy virus? We don't know. But with crypto, we do know. With crypto, we know that that mass extinction event, that great filter, is state-level censorship resistance. It's being able to survive a government attack. I think his argument is pretty persuasive, but I think we can all understand that, that it, is, it is conditioned upon the actual occurrence of that event. Meaning, if, if the mass filter event doesn't come, there also won't be a mass extinction. So another perspective was actually shared with me by Leo Wees in our previous video on the Lightning Network. And he actually spoke about the process of standard convergence, which basically means that, you know, well, he, he doesn't agree with the fact that there's so many different protocols that are serving the same purpose. 
and basically said that over time it's very likely that these are going to converge into a single protocol. This is usually what's like the summary of like Bitcoin maximalism, right? It's not so much a, a belief that um, Bitcoin is the best and that this is just going to and everything is like a scam, yeah. but rather just this expectation that markets will naturally converge to a single standard unless they're very, very different. Yeah. Um, so for a, a blockchain like Ethereum to coexist with Bitcoin, it needs to be very, very different. And his exception was actually for something like Ethereum. It could be Ethereum, it could be Solana, um, but at least a kind of smart contract platform that is significantly different from Bitcoin stands a much better chance of, uh, of surviving. At the same time, I think it's important to realize that you know, while, we, while we can expect more growth for Bitcoin, I think it's easy, easily or equally reasonable to think that there will also be growth in the altcoin space. You know, there's always going to be people that want to innovate and experiment. And, and it's not really a threat for the kind of Bitcoin standard argument, right? Because even if Bitcoin were to be a kind of a, a base layer, a base layer with reserve currency status, you know, on top of that, you can build an entire economy. Just like in a USD-based economy, you can build equity on top. Um, on a, in, a, in a Bitcoin economy, you know, altcoin projects may allow people to capture a particular business growth uh, or, or some other opportunity. I think it's fair to say that for most in the crypto space, it's maybe too early to, to follow a maximalist strategy with regards to Bitcoin. And who can blame them, right? It's, it's also the time of the many dog coins and the super protocols. And there's beautiful art that you can find in the NFT space. Um, so I believe that even, even Bitcoin only investors may be tempted to kind of gain exposure to other assets, even if it's only to accumulate more Bitcoin in a shorter time frame. Ultimately though, you know, survival in crypto is going to depend on differentiation against the natural forces of consolidation. And I would even say inevitable forces of consolidation. Because, you know, when we look at like the fiat world and we say, oh, look at that, they're doing endless money printing. That's unsustainable. Well, that's true. Uh, but if we look at crypto, you know, we're looking at an endless issuance of new coins, new brands of coins, new animal coins. It's, it's actually no different from, from, the, from the money printing. Consolidation to me seems to me like an inevitable thing. So if you are looking to diversify your crypto portfolio and you're looking at, let's say, 10,000 cryptocurrencies, now would be a good time to look ahead and think, where do I see things consolidate? What are kind of the main themes, the main themes of innovation? Who are gonna be the winners? And I don't think we should think in terms of 50 or even 10 winners. Just for the sake of the argument, just look for two winners. Because it may not be the great filter event just yet that's coming, uh, but for sure, you know, growth involves destruction.